Happy Friday. Happy TGIF. Yes. Hell yes. Happy Friday. Hell yes. And it's a happier Friday because it's bonus episode Friday. Yeah, it is. You just heard that lovely theme song. Heck yeah, you did. I forget how it goes. Me too. It's like, get (laughs) on the jet. That Something like that. It's time to go. It's time to go. Something like that. Yeah. That's all I got. You should have sung back up. <laughs> I, can, I could edit you in if you want to record oh, a little Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's time for another bonus episode, friends. Um, this time, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Yes. Uh, we are not really planning, and by really, I mean not at all. We're not planning on ranking anything. <laughs> um, instead, we're going to do a deep dive. Uh, a, a retrospective. A retrospective, if you will. Um, on one Mandy Patinkin as Mandel Bruce. Mandel Bruce Patinkin as Jason Gideon on Criminal Minds. So if you are all caught up on your episodes, which I really hope you are, uh, we <laughs> just watched the last episode that Gideon actually appears in in Criminal Minds, which is season mm-hmm. three, episode two. Um, and we just felt like there was too much to say yeah. to tack on to the end of an episode uh so we decided to just make it its own thing we're gonna chat about it give give this prominent character a proper send a proper send off um but you know we also know that many of our listeners and many of our instagram followers have their own very strong feelings about gideon yes and some of those feelings don't actually line up with the way kelly and i feel about gideon And nope, uh, which if you've listened to literally any of our pad, pod, our podcast, our, our pad podcast, your Midwest came out there. <laughs> it did. Um, you'll know that we're not really Gideon fans, and we've actually been nope. waiting for this moment for a while. <laughs> waiting for tonight. Wow. Oh. Um, we've been ready to get rid of Gideon for a while. Uh we're not pretty much from the beginning from the get-go like really truly we just are not Gideon fans we don't see it um but we were hearing from all of you guys that not all of you felt that way because I honestly I think like we were maybe like a little bit um cocky and that we thought everyone felt that <laughs> yeah. way yeah uh, we thought it was a universal yeah. truth we thought that it was just universal amongst criminal minds fans that we all prefer Joe Montana <laughs> to yeah. Mandy Patinkin. Apparently, that's not necessarily the case. And so, like, apparently, you can like both. Apparently, you can. I don't see how that's a thing, but like, whatever. Those There's, of you who do it, who you spread know, your love across the two of them, good for you. Um, but so we reached out to our Instagram followers to try to get to the bottom of it. Of like, what is it about Gideon that makes you hate him or makes you love him? And so we're going to talk about that also on today's yep. bonus episode yep. um so yeah so i guess we can kind of get into it um and get into the story of how mandy patinkin came to leave criminal minds that was a nice voice crack thank you i i <laughs> tried my best <laughs> to, um so yeah, were you? I'll ask. Yeah. I'll, I'll pose a question to Kelly. Were you okay. familiar with this this drama behind the scenes at all before I sent you that article? <laughs> I was okay because when I first watched it, I really wanted to know. Oh, okay, so like, you did some googling. What? Because 
I think I often compare the show to Grey's Anatomy because they have an equal longevity, mm-hmm. almost. Grey's is on a lot longer still, but like equal longevity, equal quality-ish mm-hmm. cast turnovers. It's just a similar, despite the fact that they're it's a medical show versus a crime drama, mm-hmm. they're procedural in a way, yeah. and they have a lot of similarities. There have been a lot of famously insane reasons for people to leave Grey's Anatomy. Yes. So I thought, there's got to be a reason he left after two seasons. Yeah. Like, he's Mandy Patinkin. Like, Mandy fucking Patinkin. Yes. Like, he gets that capital F-U-C-K-I-N-G <laughs> in the middle of his name. <laughs> so I did know because I had Googled it at okay. the time. Okay. And then I thought, what a hoity-toity son of a gun. Yes, very much so. So I guess we'll fill we'll fill in the holes for those of you who maybe have never been so nosy as we are and wanted to know yes. what the reasoning was. And so take yourself back, if you will, uh, to 2007. So season two. Time travel noise. So spring 2007, we're coming to the end of season two of Criminal Minds. And uh, season two is supposed to wrap up with this storyline between Gideon and Frank. Gideon's kind of like, or I should say Frank is like the first like unsub that we get that comes back. Like they plant the seed, they plant him early in the season and then he kind of comes back full circle at the end. That will happen again and again and again and again on Criminal Minds. So Frank is like the first one that they, that does it. And, um, so that that whole storyline is kind of like wrapping up with Gideon and the way it ends, the way season two ends is that um, the storyline with Frank gets uh, gets wrapped up, but they kind of leave this nugget of like now Gideon is dealing with like PTSD and a lot of guilt yeah. um, from losing his girlfriend. Is she a girlfriend? <laughs> his girlfriend. His special his woman special companion. lady companion friend. Um, and they kind of dangle that there for you at the end of season two. Now, as we know, that episode's not supposed to be the season three or the season two finale. It was supposed to be the penultimate episode. They move the, they move some episodes around. It's a whole thing, whatever. Um, and so then we open season, we end up opening season three with this storyline of him not doing very well. And he's writing this letter for, for read about how he wants to leave the BAU long story Mm -hmm. short he he ends up leaving and just like walking away from it all uh and at the time in 2007 you know it's funny that you say that like when you rewatched the show last year you went and googled like why did he leave like what happened but in 2007 from everything that I can tell it was like truly shocking for people that he walked away from the show because to your point he he was the star power like he was the top build right. name like he was the big get for that show um because it was oh yeah like starring mandy patinkin and then right. you know everybody else comes later and yeah. so what i was reading from you know articles and stuff too was that like season two i mean i feel like we've mentioned that we feel like the show starts to get much better by season two absolutely like absolutely. apparently that was being reflected in the ratings like the show was doing well like there was literally no from the outside looking in there was no explanation as to like why 
he would want to leave. Like, it seemed like everything was going fine. And at the time, right. when he leaves, they basically issue a statement that he left for creative differences. Like, that right. would they just Which say. Which is like, come on. Like, we all know that means there's juicier gossip <laughs> underneath. Yes. Like... <laughs> That's like divorcing for irreconcilable differences. differences. (laughs) It totally is. It totally is. It's like creative differences. Like, yeah, we all know what that means. But that's kind of how they left it. And so I think from what I can tell, several years went by and no one really knew, like, what the deal was. Like, no one ever really talked about it. He didn't talk to the press. And at the time, right. they just kind of left it as, okay, it's creative differences. We're going Which our separate so ways. Which is so weird. Which is so weird. It's so unsatisfying. And I'm so glad I didn't watch this until it all came out. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> flash forward a little bit to 2012. So that's five mm, years year. later that they he's been off of the show. So what? He leaves in season two. So by the time he does this, art, this article, this interview yeah. in 2012, they're in season seven. So... Like, the show's still going strong, like, doing their own thing. Like, Joe Montana comes in. Everybody's happy. Like, Yeah, whatever. we're probably... Have we lost another of the main characters by then? By seven, yeah. Because I think it's a transition from six to seven when we say goodbye to somebody for a little Cause while. Because we lose two biggies there in the middle. Yeah, and I think it's six and... I think it's six to seven. Okay. I think. Somewhere around there. It's definitely, whatever. like, six, five, <laughs> six, seven. Somewhere around there. Whatever. So Mandy Patinkin does this article, does this interview with New York Magazine, and Criminal Minds gets brought up of like what the hell happened there, and he yeah. that that interviewer's like, I'm gonna get the juicy story. Let's bring up Criminal Minds, and boy did he give it to them. Oh yeah. <laughs> so basically, he there's a lot of good. Uh, clips or like quotes that you can pull from this from this interview and if you want to read the whole thing you certainly can it lives on the internet but basically he calls criminal minds the biggest public mistake he's ever made and he calls the show destructive and he says that it's just this horrible influence on society and what he essentially says is that when he signed on to the show he didn't know what it was going to be about And he thought it was going to be, quote unquote, something very different. And he basically is just like, and then I get on the show and it turns out that they're killing and raping all these women every night, every day, every week. And I just thought it was horrible. And he says it was destructive to his soul and his personality. Um, And so he walked away from it. And I think that's bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Like... I think it's a reductive way of looking at the show, even coming from someone who was on it from the beginning. Like... I mean, I don't know. My thing of at the We're ver- my thing at the very least is like, do not tell me that you did not know when you signed on what a, what Criminal Minds was going to be about. Right? Like, you read the it's script. It's a crime procedural. Yeah, like you read the script. You were probably like because he was the big name. Like I'm sure they went to him and like I'm yeah. sure they pitched the show to him to be like, hey, we want you on this. Right. There's absolutely no way that he didn't under have a full understanding of what this show was going to be about. Like right. at the very least, like they would have told him like, you're playing, you're playing an FBI profiler who specializes in like serial murder. And you right. like, like, what did you think this show was going to be about? Like, So did, did he think, I, yeah, that one leaves a lot of question marks for it me. It leaves a lot of questions. And I just, I don't, it's like, it's, 
So remember, he's giving this interview five years later. So it's like, is that what he convinced himself of later? Like, that, like, he was doing Mm. the right thing because, like, he had to walk away from the show because it was just so negative and dark. But, like, he goes on to be on Homeland and, like... Right. Fair, like, fair warning. And, like, I'll admit this. Like, I've never seen Homeland. So I really can't. I can't compare it. (laughs) But, like, from my understanding of what Homeland is about, like... It's not exactly rainbows and butterflies. Like, right. I I mean, it's a show about it's, terrorism, isn't it? Like, right. So it's not like, like, sure, there's a difference between, like, watching someone serial murder someone or, yeah. like, rape women. But, I mean, I don't, like, I'm trying to think. There's not an excessive amount of sexual assault no. in this show. I mean, certainly not. It's gratuitously it's obviously, portrayed. Right. Like, I mean, it's always at play. Yeah. Because that's a lot of the serial, serial killers. Murder. Yeah. Right. It's they're they're taking out these like urges. Like it's it's all tied together. And mm-hmm. so when someone's sexually driven in some way, like the murder is the act. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing to learn about, which is why I like the show. <laughs> Where I will not justify the fact that I like Criminal Minds to you, man. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess my other thing, though, is that, like, his his feelings on it, I think, are valid. Like, if, if it wore right. on... I can understand how, like, being on a show like that would wear on you. I mean, it's, like, it's some heavy subject matter. It's, like, I don't, right. I don't discount that at all. But I think the argument that he didn't know what it was going to be going on is bull, like going into it is bullshit. Yeah, that's absolute. Bull and crap, then though. I think the other thing that kind of is at play that I don't feel like he's acknowledging is like Criminal Minds is on CBS. Like, yes, it's <laughs> right. It's a heavy subject matter. To your point, like sexual assault is brought up. It's often involved in these cases somehow. But the violence itself and like. And what you're seeing on screen, like, n- not that much actually plays out in front of viewers. Like, there's... Right. It's not like freaking Game of Thrones. No. And I, like, isn't... Which is isn't exactly Homeland, what he doesn't like. Isn't Homeland on HBO, too? Or is it on Stars or something like that? Uh, yeah, it's Stars or Showtime. Yeah, but it's on one of those networks where they can get away with being grittier. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I have a hard time believing that there's there's not things that are shown on Homeland that are not just as or more violent and gratuitous than right. what is portrayed on Criminal Minds. And I, like I right. said, I'm not saying that Criminal Minds is a walk in the park and that it's like this like happy-go-lucky show. It's not. But I just, I have that comparison that he makes because he basically in the, in the article gets asked about that. Like, you know, Oh, it is on Showtime. I'm seeing this in this article. It's on Showtime. Uh Um, but he gets asked about that of like, okay, well you're on a pretty gritty show now. Like how do you justify your feelings on Homeland versus your feelings about criminal minds? And he basically explains it away by saying criminal, he felt like criminal minds glorified violence and depravity. And he feels Homeland critiques those things. His ex- Which, his exact words are his exact words say. are a show like Homeland is the antidote. It asks why there's a need for violence in the first place. And I'm like, first of all, so much of <laughs> Criminal Minds is them. It's about the psychology behind people who do these kinds yes. of things. Like how, like how is that not a question for the vi- like where this violence come from comes right. from in the first place? Like. How is that not a commentary on those things? If, right. if the whole show is about, like, 
literally the point yeah. is to be like, why are they doing this? Like, crim- I need to know word, why they're doing the this word so I can find it. is them. in the title. Like, it's right. like you, they're trying to Behavioral understand. Behavioral analysis. Yeah. That's the whole point. It makes me wonder what he would think of a show like Mindhunter now. Like, right. A show where it's got the bigger, like, not network since it's on Netflix, yeah. but like a little bit more prominence in terms of where it's aired. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the, you know, the fanciness of these long episodes that are like beautifully shot and this extravagant budget and these big names producing it and big names in it. And, you know, very much more based on real stories because it is in like this highly praised series. Yeah. I mean, like that seems to be achieving what maybe he thought Criminal Minds was going to be. But at the same time, but they're not the same. because Mindhunter is Mindhunter is Criminal Minds on speed. Like, I mean, right. like it's, it's so much more disturbing, it's so much more disturbing. And like the because, again, it's on Netflix, so they can literally say and show anything that they want to. Right. And it's like the level of detail in what they describe of like these serial killers doing in Mindhunter, like they could never even begin to approach in Criminal Minds. And it's like, that's what's interesting. It's like, they're talking about the same thing and like, they talk about the same types of stuff, but like they have to water it down so much for Criminal Minds to make it passable for CBS that like, right. It's not even, it's not even the same. So I don't, yeah, it's like, I don't like whatever. Would that, would he think that Mindhunter is more artistic? Like, I don't know, but like, it's like, would that have suited his needs as an A-lister that he is? I don't see how it can, because it's like, if Criminal Minds, he thought gave people nightmares, like, yeah, Mindhunter is like, hold my beer. Uh, Like, I will, (laughs) like, it's, it's I watch Criminal Minds to like, feel happy after watching Mindhunter. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which is fucked up to say. Um, so anyway, so he does that article in 2000 or he does that interview in 2012. And then a year later in 2013, he does another interview where he, I don't, I can't really say that he walks back what he says in 2012, but he basically says, yeah, like I stand by what I said. Like, I definitely felt that way, but like, also like I might not have been exactly a peach to work with. Like he basically is like, (laughs) he's basically like, I kind of was also an asshole. And so at that (laughs) point it comes out that he basically just bounced at the end of season two. Yeah. He just straight up ghosted them. Ghosted like nobody's business. Didn't give any kind of notice. Didn't say like, Hey, this is what I want to do. Like, I think I'm going to want to leave. Like, how can we wrap up our, my storyline? Like whatever. He He basically them. He Gideon them. And so that's why that's what I, I don't totally understand the timeline. And I wish I could understand more or know more of like, how did they come to that storyline that they came to and like how much of it did, were they kind of like, you know, forced to just like do what they could do. Cause like, cause mm-hmm. he's in that episode in that season, that episode we just watched episode right. two, he's like in he's end. in it at the end. And so it's like, they had to have, he had to have told them like, Hey, I'm, I'm done. Like I, whatever. And they, like, did they beg him to come back and shoot that? Or like, or, I don't, is that like a B-roll scene oh, that they had had for filmed else. for the finale of season two? Yeah, like was it was it something they had that they were thinking? Oh, we'll play this after. Well, that's a good point. The like, gunshot I'm, or the gun scene? Well, I or? wonder if like they had originally 
they had to have had that storyline with Frank and like all of that shit planned out already before right. they knew that he was going to leave. And so I wonder if they were going to play it kind of as like a, oh, he's leaving. Like, and then it's kind of like how they're like, oh, like Emily's leaving. She's resigning from the BAU. But by the end of the episode, she's back. Like kind of thing. Right. Like, were they going to dangle that kind of at the end of like, oh, my gosh, like what's going to happen? But then like by the beginning of the next episode, he was like back at the BAU. Yeah. He was like, I spent some time in my cabin. And yeah. I'm great now, guys. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's a but good point. Like that had to have been it. Like driving away. They were going to use that as just like a different storyline. And then they kind of were like, well, we have this. So I guess like, right. Like, <laughs> this is what's because, happening. Because like imagining, like knowing that he ghosted, like he, if, I don't know, like yeah. thinking about the timeline of that, yeah. the way they worked the end of like, of season two, knowing that episode one of season three is the end of season two. Yeah. It's such a, I don't want to say perfect setup to get rid of him, but it worked it, out, though. I mean, as far it as, works like, well, yeah. and so it's very convincing, and almost as if he, if he did come back, it would have been like, wait, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, why did he come back? So then yeah. you're like, did they maybe know he was like, did he really ghost? Right, is or that is that just the their truth? side of the story of like, oh, he? I mean, I guess like if he ghosted in the sense like that he didn't give them notice. Like, I I have to imagine that they probably knew he was not happy. Like, yeah. And based off of yeah. like some other interviews that were done later by people who worked with him on Criminal Minds, that basically were like, yeah, like he's kind of like Gideon. Like he's kind of yeah. like Gideon in that he's like very much obsessed with his work and he's kind of a perfectionist and like he strikes me as like a little bit of a method actor like somebody who yeah. like really like gets into yeah, his characters he's a real daniel day lewis yeah <laughs> yes and so like there were people who worked with him like producers and stuff that were like he kind of had a hard time playing somebody like gideon because like he kind of is gideon in a lot of ways right. and so like it's just too intense. Yeah. So, like, I think, like, everybody around him had to have been, like, yeah, he's, like, really into this, but, like, also not very happy. <laughs> so, like, yeah. it can't have been again, that much of a surprise that he wanted yeah. to leave, but. Yeah. It makes me want to watch Homeland, though, because I can't imagine that his character on Homeland isn't also intense. Probably not. You know? Because I think he, I think he, at this point, has probably typecasted himself a little bit like that. Like Right. Like, I'm thinking of, like, his roles from early in his life, like, knowing all of his Broadway roles, they're, I mean, Broadway inherently, you're singing, like, yeah, it can be sad, and the musical can be sad, but, like, you're singing, so it's, like, fun, you know? And, like, The Princess Bride, like, funny movie, mm-hmm. like, he's got some levity in his early career. Yeah. And then suddenly it's this, like seriousness and criminal minds yeah well and i mean yeah because you you look at like his wikipedia page and you look at his like filmography or his just his career in general and like criminal minds like certainly sticks out like a sore thumb in terms of the other stuff that he did and it it's it does make me wonder like to people like when the show did came out in 2005 like was that one of like was that something that people were like that's weird like Mandy Patinkin's yeah would it be on like Meryl show? Streep doing like a like I don't know 
Criminal Minds. I don't know. I can't think of well. Like a, I mean, like, like a, ser- like a serious days, actor like, who's been in some big things, like all of a sudden being on this like crime procedural. Like it's like right. somebody joining Law and Order all of a sudden and being like, right. oh, okay, like you're gonna do this now. Like it just yeah, what? yeah. It doesn't sound like like Judy Dench does Law and Order. Yeah. And it's like yes. wait, what? That is a that is a good comparison. <laughs> um, yeah, it just it doesn't seem like him being on Criminal Minds maybe ever really made a lot of sense. But he had to have been a big get for them. And I think, like, initially he probably was a major draw for people. And he certainly was the biggest name at the time of, like, who was on that show. Right. Um, Like, second place Thomas Gibson, but, like, so far behind. So far behind. Like, so... But still, still like, a decent draw. Yeah. But not good enough. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah. So, he walks away from the show, obviously. Sounds, like, pretty abruptly by a lot of accounts um and then yeah it comes out later that he was basically just i mean he just shits on the show essentially and is like this was the worst thing i ever did um which so you you we were talking about it at the end of the full episode uh that we just recorded and Mm -hmm. you talked about so they so they spoiler alert whatever if you don't know this like i hate to break it to you but they kill gideon off off screen yes much later so much later um but and so i went back to check because i was reading this article today and all of a sudden it dawned on me to be like did they kill him off like what is the lineup between him doing this article and shitting on the (gasps) show and them them going back and deciding to kill him off and it (gasps) does not line up perfectly oh. there's a couple years okay. of a gap um i think if you do the if you look at it i think because they kill him off in season 10 that's like that's 20 i think it's 2014 so he does yeah. he does this article in 2012 revisits it again in 2013 and then in like 2014 they decide to kill gideon off off the show mm. but i do kind of wonder if that was on their part just a kind of a way of like really fully like shutting the door on Mandy Patinkin. Not that yeah. he would ever want to come back. Cause clearly he made it very clear that he was like not interested in ever coming back to criminal minds. But I wonder right. if that was like on their part, just like a little bit of a fuck you to Mandy Patinkin to be like, yeah, well now you can't like, even if you wanted yeah. to like, you can't cause we killed you. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> very few care. There's maybe only one other mildly major character who gets killed off. Who? And oh, I know. Yes, I, I don't know why we pretend like we're not going to give spoilers, and then we do give major spoilers. So I'm just going to let it let it out. When Haley Hotchner gets murdered, oh, I thought you were like, talking about Aaron Strauss. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There are a couple major murders. Yeah, but Strauss's murder is unnecessary, oh, and I yeah. would like to know more about that. We'll yeah. have to do a send off for her. But thinking of like Haley's murder. Mm-hmm. That didn't need to happen. And I don't remember why I brought this point up, so I'm going to stop talking now. Well, I mean, it didn't need to happen. Be Haley's murder didn't need to happen unless you want to make the argument that, like, it was just they couldn't keep that weird storyline going. Like, the weird relationship yeah. between her and Hotch. But at the same time, I feel like it actually made it harder for them because... Hotch and Haley being divorced made it much easier to just explain away, like, why he never saw his kid. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, then when she's dead, like, now he has to 
take Jack. And so now they yeah, have to they work give, that they back give into so it. so many more storylines after that to him. But I guess, like, that maybe was what they wanted. I mean, that's over... That's just part of, like, a general trend in the show of, like, giving them yeah. more personal backstory. And that becomes, like, him being a single dad who's, like, raising his kid after this, like, horrible traumatic thing that happened, like, becomes a very big yeah. part of his storyline. So, yeah, I guess they just but needed But I the also... <laughs> yeah, like, I want to know, like... As an act, like for her, that actress, like she's not famous. No, I'm I don't sure, know who she is. I'm sure that had nothing to do with her. I'm sure they were just like, yeah. I'm sure she got to work one day and they were like, hey, so hey. <laughs> this is gonna happen. But I would like, I would like to know, like, is there? Did she maybe go to them and say, you know what? I'm sick of guesting on like two episodes a season. Yeah, I want to spend more time. Like, I want to move to Italy. <laughs> Write me off. Yeah. And they were like, okay, we'll murder you. Well, and I know that, and I feel like we'll talk about this much like more when we get to this as well, but like there's a time period where JJ and Emily go away. Right. And I know from reading just like in passing some things that that was, that was money motivated that like yeah, that they, was contentious. they weren't getting paid enough and the show was claiming that they didn't have the money to pay them more. And so they walked. So like, I don't, and they were, and then like, I feel like at some point it was like, Oh, we had to cut their characters due to budgetary reasons. It's like whatever. Right. But yeah, so anyway, okay. so it's like, that's a different motivation and a different level of drama, a different type of drama involved with them, but they both come back later. So it's like, it couldn't have right. been that they contentious. Get- like they came back, like, Right. But but then again, Mandy Patinkin didn't get that chance because they were like, no. no. I wonder, I'm all, like, I'm thinking about, like, like, again, Grey's Anatomy, the people that leave because of money. Like, I can only think of one who leaves because of money who does get killed off, and that's Derek. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think, Catherine Heigl, I think partially leaves because of money, but also because she thinks that it's below her yeah but she doesn't get killed off she continues to be brought back into the storyline even to this when day. she's not there <laughs> but then what's his face does get killed off yeah oh i don't know i think shonda likes a good death though oh sure versus mark gordon i don't know yeah yeah mark gordon's like we have enough death on this show we don't yeah. need it i'm gonna between my time doing will and grace and my time doing this like i've got enough (laughs) yeah so yeah so that's kind of the overarching story behind overarching arching 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 Arching. Uh, still think it's one foul swoop every time i hear one foul swoop (laughs) you know what maybe i'm the one that's right and everyone else is wrong (laughs) um but yeah, that's the story behind basically Gideon's departure and uh, the kind of behind the scenes drama behind what happened with Mandy Patinkin and his decision to leave the show and blah, 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 blah. Um, so that's the vet on that. It is that interesting, is the though. That. I mean, it it's it's the most dramatic exit. Yeah, because I, I did also read some articles that were like, oh, like. Lola Glaudini, like, she also left, like, in a little bit of a mysterious and possibly contentious way. Everything that I've read about her is that she just, like, she lived in New York and, like, wanted to go back to New York. And, like, that was just kind of it. But I don't think anyone cared enough to ask questions. (laughs) She's not a big enough name and didn't have a big enough career after the fact. Yeah. 
like Mandy Patinkin continued to be a star, so you continued to be interviewed. Yeah. And people wanted to bring it up. Yeah. But like someone like Lola Gladini, I've she seen her in one away. thing since. Yeah. Like she's in one episode of one Amazon show and that's it. Yeah. She's like, just kind of like gone off and done her own thing. Yeah. And I don't, you know, and it's like you think about, I just think the show too, like really grew leaps and bounds between when she leaves at the end of, well, I guess the beginning of season two and when he leaves at the beginning of season three, like yeah. she, she missed all of that, like deeper character development that happens in season two and so it's like so much of that i think drives like people caring about these characters and she didn't really get that and so like she left i would have loved to have gotten that i know you would have i still like Elle. i I know you do you wanted to know if she was actually a lesbian or not with her buttoned ups oh yes the haircuts yeah the button although we did determine that the button ups probably had more to do with her gunshot wound scar right right than being a lesbian but you know there could have been something else going on there i mean but we'll never know Anytime you see someone, a woman wearing a button up, it is to hide a gunshot wound. <laughs> Every Fun time. Fun fact about the queer community. Every time. Every time. <laughs> Just kidding. Also, how crazy would it be? I mean, to be fair, you and I have not seen the last three seasons of Criminal Minds. Like, wouldn't it be nuts? It, wouldn't it be nuts if Lola Gladini, like, showed up again? <laughs> like, season I 15. A, I think we would have heard about I it. I think we but... would have too, but like how crazy would that have been if it was just like, L, like, what have you been doing? <laughs> she just like walks past in one scene. Yeah. And we're just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. That would be crazy. That would have been a get. That would have been a, Yeah, that would have been a get. That would have been a great like, just a little snippet there for everybody. Ugh. All right. What I would give to see those missing seasons. What? Yeah. When I cancel, I canceled my CBS All Access account the other day, mm-hmm. and under like reason why you're canceling your subscription, I picked other and typed out a very angry statement about the fact that they don't have thirteen and fourteen. <laughs> You know that, like, I hope they some, listen to my feedback. You know that, like, some <laughs> little, like, peon person that, like, works at CBS or whatever parent company owns CBS and has to read those things and is just like, oh, my God, like, this person is so pissed about Criminal Minds. Like, you know what, guys? You do it, too. Everybody right do to it. CBS All Access and say, why don't you have seasons 13 and 14 of criminal minds it's like either put it on cbs all access or just give us what we need and put it on fucking netflix like i don't yes. understand i don't stop it with it. this like like if you never take your toys and go home if you never had any intention of putting it on cbs all access then why can't you give it to netflix i don't understand why? give it to them they're losing so much they lost friends they lost 30 rock they're losing the office give them 13 and 14 yeah just give come it to on. them come on anyway that's, <laughs> i want it that's not what we're here for we're not here to bitch about criminal <laughs> minds not being on cbs all access but it's a it's a thing that runs through our veins at all times it's oh, just like I right under the it surface week. it's right under the mm-hmm. surface it is um so there you go whether or not mandy patinkin and the way he handles his exit influences your feelings on his character i don't know but i feel like it's helpful to have the whole story of like what what really went down behind the scenes um 
So now on. Hey, what? If you know Mandy Patinkin, <laughs> anybody out there, if you are Mandy Patinkin, tell us your side of the story. How crazy would the, it be if come Mandy on the show. listened to a Criminal Minds podcast, but like was like, <laughs> I hated my time on that show, but. <laughs> Let's hear them laugh at the Yeah, show. let's hear them. Let's hear them, like, let's, rip apart the let's fact. Let's hear what they have to say about Aaron Strauss falling on a dead body. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, now it's time anyway. to talk a little bit about what it is that we love and hate about Gideon. Because mm. we were surprised to find that not everyone agreed with us that he's an asshole. That was truly one of the most shocking things about starting this podcast yeah and starting interacting with people on social media yep. was that we were alone seemingly but, yeah i was gonna say but it turns out we're not we're not we're so, in the majority the it, silent majority <laughs> not silent anymore no so if you follow us on instagram which if you don't you should uh at the unknown subject podcast um ooh, ooh. i posted a poll the other day basically asking like once and for all just let us know are you team gideon or are you not team gideon kelly and i fully mm. fall in the not category like absolutely not team gideon whatsoever put it in my obituary <laughs> please <laughs> i want it recorded how i feel about it put that before married to cassandra parsons <laughs> survived by loved podcasting <laughs> Hated Gideon. <laughs> Hated Jason Gideon on the show Criminal Minds. Uh, and it actually ended up being a very close vote. It was. So, but the the not camp, the, the anti-Gideon, we did come up on top. It was a close. Yeah, we did. It was a close call. Um, <laughs> I think it was like one. It, it literally came down to like a difference of one vote, one or the other. Also... Our sample size is very small. Very small. <laughs> very small. <laughs> but you know what? Listen, but you know whose what? fault is yeah. that? It's your guys's because you did not it's everybody your participated. <laughs> Sorry, we participated. Uh, but yeah, so I was surprised because it was honestly like it was a little bit of a nail biter there. I wasn't really sure what yeah, was going to happen. She was texting me all day. I was like, you guys, I was like, I am on the I edge of my like, seat. I didn't even know we put up a poll. I am on the edge of my seat watching the votes go back and forth for this. <laughs> um, but in the end, yeah, the anti-Gideons won out just barely, um, yeah, which I think did. is interesting because I, I guess like who knew that he was like that, like dividing of a character that people right. some people some people love him some people hate him um so then the next question was we wanted to kind of get a sense of of why people yes. feel one way or the other and it worked yes. out very well for us because we didn't get a ton of responses um justifying it which i have a thought on but we did get <laughs> we got one answer explaining why they don't like Gideon and we got one answer explaining why they do like Gideon and mm. so I'm gonna go to my Instagram and I'm gonna read it for everybody because I feel here like go. I feel like that will be helpful for everyone to kind of to kind of get it so here we go so obviously our good friend of the show Heather who Heather also is our Instagram follower um she is one of the ones, honestly, that made us second guess whether or not we were the jerks that were the only ones that didn't like Gideon. Because she really likes him. And she's let us know yeah. from day one how much she likes Gideon. She has. Um, 
But it seems that she can't really quantify what it is that she likes about him because she says, I don't know how to explain it, but I've, I loved his character. He was my second favorite after Spencer, which, like, I feel like that's some high praise because, like, Spencer is, is Spencer is a lot of people's favorite character, I yeah, would say. Yeah, he's probably, like, number one on most lists. Yeah, like, for a lot of people. I would put, like, him and Prentice are two of the best characters on the whole show. See, I, but yeah. maybe we're maybe Prentice is also a divisive figure. Maybe the way Gideon is. I don't know. I don't know. I, honestly, there will come a time where we can discuss that as well. Absolutely. Um, and so I, I, it really made me think that that for the people that like him that much, like maybe it's just like, like I said, maybe it's an unquantifiable thing. Like I don't mm-hmm. like. And I mean, I get that. Like, sometimes there's just stuff that you're like, you know what? I like it. I don't know why I like it. I mean, I say it sometimes when we rank episodes. Like, sometimes I'll be like, I don't yeah. even know why I like this episode. I just do. Like, I just like it. And so I'm putting it on my top five. Like, whatever. Um, so I get that. Like, if you... And I, you made a good point one of the times we were talking about Gideon of just, like, if you were someone who watched the show when it first debuted and you watched it while it was actually on, not, like, on Netflix, like, binging it the way that we do it... There's, there's probably a little more of an attachment to him than what we right. than what we have because I don't I don't I don't have that like it's like I watched I didn't watch Criminal Minds in 2005 when it was on, and so he he's just like a little blip on the radar for me because right. he's not you he's, know better things are coming well better things are coming but also it's just like it's 15 freaking seasons and he's on two right. of them so it's like right. in the broad scheme of things he's barely on the show, and right. I just think that like. You know, maybe it's different for people who watched it, who watched it from the beginning and and liked him as a character. And I mean, you can't deny that Mandy Patinkin is a wonderful actor. So it's like, right. I mean. Right. It's not Mandy's fault. No. That we not. don't like him. It's, it's the fact that he's a dick to Garcia in season one. <laughs> it's really what that we can't really get over. <laughs> I can't get over that. I can't get over the. The. Just. Going on on his own, you yep. know, figuring the case out and not telling anybody and just running away. Yeah. Or just, so it's interesting this, that you say that because so our other Instagram follower who offered her explanation as to what she didn't like when she, when I read it, I was like, I feel seen. I was like, this is <laughs> I was like, I agree. This is exactly what it and I was like. I know Kelly would also agree. So our follower. I read it, but I don't remember. Her name Please is remind me. Kristen Gaunt. Kristen says, she says, he was always so rude and never wanted to be part of the group and thought he was better than them. And I'm like, yes, Yes. like that is it. Like that honestly in a nutshell is it. Like I could not have said it better than myself. Like the superiority complex is just hard for me to get past. Yes. And it's like what we come to love about Criminal Minds is the dynamic of the team. Mm Mm-hmm. And the friendships that they forge, like, it's undeniable that J.J. Prentice and Garcia, the trio, mm-hmm. I mean, what a gang. Yeah. And then the relationship between Morgan and Garcia. Yeah. And they just, like, all have this, like, stick together, help each other out. Yeah. Like, when Garcia gets shot, like, Morgan, like, moves into her apartment yeah. and, like, takes care of her. Like, yeah. Gideon wouldn't do that for any of them. No. Except for maybe, maybe his little boy Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Which just, is annoying. It is. And it's, 
I, I also won't deny that he doesn't have, like, he does have character growth. Like, Gideon episode one to, you know, Gideon episode 50 or whatever, like, he, he does grow. Like, he does, he has these moments where you see him caring about the other team members. Like, the episode where Morgan is in Chicago and he gets accused of murder and then it, you know, comes out about his you know, being molested when he was a kid, like Mm -hmm. Gideon has this moment of like caring for him. And, you know, he has all of these wonderful things to say about Morgan, but it's like, it has to be drawn out of him in this like dire situation. Like he can't just like offer up that, like that, you know, relationship on its own. Like he can't just like let it out there. He can't let those emotions just out there. It has to be like drawn out. Like, I mean, in a sense that's speaking to a certain type of human. Mm-hmm. Those people exist. Yeah. But I would argue also Hotch is kind of like that. Yeah. Like, Hotch doesn't... Hotch he's is not the reserved... He's quick to he's be He's the emotional. reserved, quiet type. But, like, he... Right. That's part but of knows, his dynamic is, like, a leader. And, like, that's, like, the role that yes. he plays in the show is that... And, like, they, they'll even... Like, they give him shit about it. Like, they'll be like, oh, right. like, you are a pain in my ass. Or, like, whatever. And right. it's like... But they, like, love him for it because they know that, like, in the end, like he is a good boss because he would do literally anything for them. Like, right. And you don't know that with Gideon. Right. You don't. Right. And he, and it's like, yeah, like I think it's, it's that it's like this lack of like ability to be a part of a team. And it's like I said, it's the superiority and it's like, yes, like he's set up from the get go that he's the, he's the old timer, like, OG BAU profiler like he is the one that wrote the book you know what I mean like everything that they all know about profiling like is because Gideon did it first and what gets introduced later though of course which honestly is like kind I think kind of like brilliant on their part that they're like all right we lost Mandy Patinkin so we lost our like old sage like BAU profiler and then you know Mm -hmm. somebody was like that's fine let's just invent another one and it's like (laughs) like lo and behold all of this time like Gideon had this old partner that we didn't know about who like also got a personality and that's the thing is like I think that's also part of what I helps me dismiss Gideon so easily is that Joe Montana comes in and is basically handed a character who is this is very much in in terms of backstory is almost exactly the same as Gideon comes has all of the same credentials has all of the same like expertise like he you know is at this point when he comes into the show like he's a famous author who is like retired for a while because now he's just like writing crime novels and whatever but like he's presented in a very much the same way as like he is Gideon but like with an empathy chip and like with an emotional chip like he actually can connect with people if anything, he has more right to be sort of distant because he was in the army. Like, he went to Vietnam. Yeah. He has Am a I much right? different like, backstory that's more like, intense than Gideon's, for sure. You'd think you'd... Yeah. I don't know. He's just... He's a more emotionally evolved human yes. being. And he comes into the show, and I, I guess that, like, to me, like, he's he truly is, like, a fresh of breath. Like, a fresh of breath. A, like, just... <laughs> just fresh air like when he comes in because he like I said he fills that hole that Gideon left behind in terms of like 
the older guy who like knows a lot that they can like kind of all learn from and whatever but he's not an asshole about it and like yeah he immediately develops these relationships with all of them and like it's just and it's interesting because we'll see it like later like when they do the episode where Gideon gets killed off like we get to see this interesting kind of like flashback between their characters Mm. like Gideon and Rossi's characters and it's just it's done in a very interesting way but I just yeah I to me it's I always gravitate towards Rossi because he's everything that I feel like I wanted Gideon to be and like Gideon couldn't do it because that just wasn't his character and that's fine but like it's just it's hard for me to like when I sit there and compare them I'm like I'm always gonna pick Rossi like hello like he like Hello. he has them over for dinner and like makes them spaghetti. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, he's always bragging about how good he is at cooking. Yes. <laughs> I want to go to his house. Yes. And he's got all these fun ex wives. <laughs> he does. He has so Keep many fun ex wives. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he's just yeah. I think he's a more likable character. And so for me, it's just I. It's hard for me to. It's hard for me to look past like, Gideon's bullshit because I'm just like, I know that like Rossi is out there though in the criminal yeah. minds universe. <laughs> let me, let me paint a picture. Please. Jason Gideon is like the snooty person, the snooty cup of coffee <laughs> that's like, do not put sugar in me. Do not put cream in me. I am black coffee mm-hmm. and you're going to drink me because it's better to drink black coffee. And so you're like, well, I'm still getting the coffee, but it's like hard to drink because I don't like black coffee. And then you get Joe Montaigne coming in and he's like, I'm whatever the fuck you want me to be. I creaming me. You want to whip me up with some ice and some whatever. The and fuck? some like go flavored ahead. syrup. Go for it. Yeah, go ahead. Like milk me up. Espresso shots. Do whatever the heck you want. Yeah. Use a straw to drink me. Yeah. Whipped cream on the top. Yeah. Like, he's just like, you know what? I'm still coffee. You're going to enjoy me. I'm going to get the same job done. Yeah. But I'm a good time. And I don't make you feel bad. Yeah. About liking me. Well, and you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, too, because I've read other articles about the fact that, you know, so Rossi comes in in season three and he stays for the duration. Yes. I mean, he he never leaves. Like, yeah, he's he in it, it to, to the, the end. end. And... There's been a lot of articles and things written about the cast itself that, you know, stays from, you know, if we're thinking about Mandy Patinkin leaving, like, you've got, like, be, like, before, like, before Mandy and after Mandy, like, a situation. But, like, that cast that's here from this point on, like, you always see articles about how, like, they're really close and, like, they're all actually yes. friends and, like, all this stuff. They're, and, like, like, hanging out still now. Yeah, like, like, they all, like, actually genuinely like each other. And I've I've read yeah. that, like, Rossi in, or Joe Montana in particular is, like, very close with a lot of them. And, like, you do have to wonder, like, if none of, if Mandy Patinkin just, like, didn't have that with them. And, like, that, I think yeah. that reads through a little bit in the show. Like, I think that, like, to your point, like, you said one of the things that, is so appealing about the show going forward are these personal relationships. And like, you have to imagine that if they have actual friendships behind the scenes, like that plays out on screen. Like you can get a sense of that. It makes it more fun to watch. It makes it more fun to watch and it makes more believable. And like, it's just more genuine. And if that, if that kind of camaraderie and wasn't really there with Mandy Patinkin, like that probably also shows through. And again, it's just like, it's a personal preference, but I just, it honestly, 
it makes me think of a show that is in no way related to Criminal Minds, but has a similar scenario where the big get and big name on the show is hard to work with, Golden Girls. Oh! Because B. Arthur, coming from Maud, she was, I mean, people knew um, everybody else on the show, yeah. and probably, like, Betty White would be, like, the next biggest name, because she was on Mary Tyler Moore, but, like, B. Arthur was, like, the Mandy Patinkin of this show. <laughs> like, but it, it wasn't as much of a departure from her style. Like, she came from Maud, mm-hmm. and Golden Girls is not a sequel to Maude in any way. They're not related or in the same universe, but she plays a very similar character. But she, like, if you watch any interviews, like, after she dies, when they're interviewing, like, Estelle Getty and Betty White and What's-Her-Face that plays Blanche, like, they all say that she was kind of hard to work with mm-hmm. and they didn't like hanging out with her and she was, like, kind of intense. Yeah. And when I rewatched the show knowing that, like, I kind of knew it the first time I watched it all the way through a few years ago, but I've been putting it on in the background these days. And like, I'm just like, they hated her. Like (laughs) it changes the way I watch the show and her character in the show is a little aggressive. Yeah. Is the way I'll put it. And like, just kind of like they, they, they were probably annoyed by her all the time. And I have to imagine that's what Mandy Patinkin was like. Yeah. Totally. Mandy Patinkin is the B. Arthur of Criminal Minds. <laughs> what a comparison that no one put it on a TV. Put it on a T-shirt. Put it on a T-shirt. Absolutely. I just love to relate television to things I'm doing. So well, that's valid. It's I, I pick two shows. I'll find a way to connect them. <laughs> but maybe that'll be a fun challenge that we do <laughs> that's later. A challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I found a way to connect a 1980s sitcom about old ladies living together yes. and a 2000s crime procedural. <laughs> They relate. I did it. You did it. Um, yeah. I feel like that's, I feel like I've emptied my tank as far as my yeah. like Gideon. I have nothing else to say. I have say. nothing else to say. This has become the definitive episode on our feelings on Gideon. But guess what? We're never going to really have to talk about him ever again. Because, yeah. I mean, he does get brought up because, you know, they, he's, still an entity like in the criminal minds universe and there are references made to like old cases he worked or like you know things that they taught him and then obviously i think that is like i said like a little bit of the genius of the creation of the rossi character is that they get all of the benefit of the gideon character with like out any of the baggage of it and because they write it in a way of like oh yeah he also knew Gideon and so he's able to be like oh well Gideon and I I worked this case and like whatever and so they're able to like keep that continuity and like still make references to him without losing without obviously having to deal with Mandy Patinkin anymore (laughs) but like (laughs) so he'll still be mentioned from time to time Um, he doesn't go away and there's you know Spencer struggles with him leaving and so we're gonna we're gonna have to deal with him a little bit still Mm -hmm. through probably like the next two episodes probably until we get joe on the show yeah which i think is a couple episodes from now yeah i think he's in like episode six or seven he finally shows up so yeah you know it's it's like the next episode is gonna have to be the he didn't come back from work Mm -hmm. he had this letter and I mean, now we know we Reed is yeah. just like, why did he write it to me? Mm-hmm. Me? Why me? Me? What? Yep. So 
we're done with Gideon, but we're never really done with Gideon. Yeah, it's like Tobias Hankel is dead, but like, are we ever really done with Tobias Hankel? Oh, no, wait. Yes, we will be when like suddenly it's like, oh, Reed's been in AA the whole or NA the whole time. <laughs> Yeah. We had with this other guy we, from the FBI. Yeah, we had no idea that like his addiction just like went away. But it's yeah. yeah, I mean it's yeah, Gideon's Gideon's impact will continue to be felt in different ways and he he I mean he's a big part of the show in the sense that he was there for those two foundational seasons and you know he helped set the tone for the show, but I I just don't think that you can deny the fact that this show was on the air for 15 seasons and only two of them had Mandy Patinkin in them. And, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for shows in a similar situation where their big name, who is supposed to be the like draw for everyone just suddenly up and leaves. Like a lot of shows don't recover from that kind of thing. Right. Like imagine B. Arthur had left golden girls after two seasons. Right. Well, or it wouldn't have made it. Like think about, like you were talking about Grey's Anatomy, it's like you can't like Ellen Pompeo. Like she couldn't have left. Oh, yeah. Like you know she what I mean? If like any time they're like she might leave, I'm like she leaves. The show's done. Yeah. Like a she is she the has one said that they she can't replace. Leave, yeah. But like yeah, the show is named after her. Mm-hmm. It's all about her. She's one of the only ones left from the original cast anyway. Yeah. And she's not going anywhere. Like there. She has no reason to leave to pursue other projects because she's set for life. She has <laughs> done her career on this show and she can't leave. Yeah. But imagine if she had, it would have been And I wild. mean, I don't know that that's necessarily the exact same thing with Gideon in this show, but they I think the in their original like idea for the show, that is how they kind of yeah. thought it would be. Like I think like he really was supposed to be the driving force behind everything and then I think the show just kind of like naturally and kind of organically grew into this more ensemble thing of like oh right. like these other characters like have a lot of weight to them and they the dynamic between them is interesting like maybe like Gideon doesn't need to be like the main focus of any of this and like maybe the characters right. can stand on their own. And then, you know, if he was not happy on the show anyway, I think it's like, yeah, they handled yeah. it. Like, I think the best way that they possibly could have. And it's it's a fairly look, looking back and watching it. It's a fairly seamless transition considering yeah. how how shocking I think it was at the time that it happened. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So on to the next yeah. phase, man. Yeah. It's a new era of criminal minds that we're now in. The show evolves. The show evolves. You got to evolve if you're going to be on television for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really, truly. Yeah. But, wow. Yeah. Goodbye, Gideon. Well, yeah. Goodbye, Gideon. As they say, when the Gideon goes traveling. <laughs> good question. What does he say when he's done? He does, because she says the waitress or whatever good is question. like, if you don't know where you're Jess going, like, how whatever? do you know when you get there? And she's like, and he's like, that's a good question. That is a very good question. And then he just like Get walks in my out. Jeep and drive away. Yep. Off he goes into the sunset. <laughs> as they say. <laughs> off to as go they say. off to go look at some birds. Ugh. You gotta imagine he was just going bird he watching, right? Like a bird. Like Yeah. That's what he was doing. He was giving into his yeah, true he was passion. Like, oh, I'm gonna go see that warbler. Yeah. Like he was like, you know what? All of this time I've been hunting serial killers, like I should have been hunting birds. I just have been wanting to look at the birds. <laughs> and that's what he did. 
until the day like, I've he been dies. To all these places, and I haven't been able to look. At I the haven't birds. seen a damn bird in all of these places. That I've it's been. like when like like music artists are like, I've toured all across the world, but I've never really seen Paris. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's never really seen the birds in Milwaukee because he's focusing on the dead people. <laughs> he's looking down at the body on the ground, not up at the bird in the sky. I mean, as we know, you have to be looking down at the body on the ground so that you don't step on their hair because that's a rookie move. <laughs> I, 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 I stepped on her hair. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> Aaron Strauss like oh, this show. she gets better but like it's a, it's a rough yeah. start for her for when sure. she dies you feel bad for her yeah I really yeah I wonder if there's a story there because she did not need to die we'll in look way. into it don't worry because if there's a story I want to share it because it's like <laughs> if there's a story Kelsey Paul's gonna find, I'm gonna it. find it if there's a criminal minds related story out there I'm gonna find it <laughs> um all right well, well here we are we just hit the one hour mark <laughs> yep on this mini episode of the bonus episode. Well, it's not a, it's just a bonus. It's a bonus. It doesn't have to be shorter. See, guys. Especially, like, a character send-off. I feel like we have some license well, to Well, I mean, this is exactly why we needed to do it in its own episode, because yeah. we would have hit a two-hour mark on a normal episode if we oh, tried to do this at the end. That would have been a slog. That would have been a slog. Nobody wants to listen to us talk for two hours straight, I'm pretty sure. Nope. Um, including ourselves. So, <laughs> so anyway. So, yeah. So, thanks for um joining us for this Gideon retrospective um maybe we'll be make this like our thing now when characters leave we've got a little yeah, we've got a while should. until another one goes but yeah we'll try to give them a send-off I'm in um because the next one who leaves is a big one that is true and we'll have a right. lot to it's, say about that yeah um yeah. so yeah so we'll maybe put this into our rotation of bonus episodes um Ooh. but yeah so it's friday when you guys are listening to this which means you got a eh, handful of more days before you got a, another episode <laughs> um moving right along with season three not quite to joe montana season yet or episodes yet Ugh, but we're getting can't there wait um but yeah so goodbye gideon farewell goodbye and once again, how do I sign these off the same way always? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye. I think we've decided to just sign off the way we always sign off. Okay, great. Sounds good. I can do that. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for joining us for this uh, bonus episode of The Unknown Subject. Uh, we'll see you next time. But as they say, when they catch the unsub, it's, it's over. over.